This is insanity. That's, That's what, what they, they say, say about, about every great, great idea, idea at first. episode of the Indiana Jones Universe, a podcast in which we learn more about the character of Indiana Jones, exploring other content in the Indiana Jones Universe. As always, I'm Will. And I'm Max. And thanks for joining us for episode 19, in which today we're kind of continuing our discussion of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Uh, last week we looked at Chapter 8, Trenches of Hell, and recently I learned that there were actually book adaptations to some of the episodes created in the series, and this week we're looking at the book adaptation to Trenches of Hell and basically, uh, we're going to kind of talk about some similarities and differences between this book. Uh, there was a series created for young adults, um, and it was kind of interesting. And I had actually read a book recently after watching a movie. I had read a book adaptation, so this is not uh, there was a book and then a movie created. Uh, the book adaptation is obviously the show or the movie comes first. Right. And then you read the book. And I did that for a movie recently, and I thought it completely enriched the experience. I thought it was really cool. And when I found these and I was able to get my hand on a copy, I said, you know what? Why don't we try this for a podcast episode and see how these books are and how they compare to the show. So this isn't more of us talking about Trenches of Hell again. It's more of kind of expanding on that and looking at the similarities and differences between this interesting book series. Hence the reason the name Indiana Jones Universe. Right. The expanded universe of, in this case, Trenches of Hell. Right. Now, there are eight books that were made for the adaptation of... Eight of the episodes that were in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, right? right? And contrary to the memorabilia and the uh, souvenir items that were made for the show, this was made one year after the show in 1993. Right. And now, depending on what book you read, this book obviously is Prisoner of War, which is the adaptation to Trenches of Hell. Right. Specifically, mainly the second part of Trenches of Hell. And that brings me to my next point. Um, there's definitely a directed part of the episode that you are going to have the book. For example, as we said before, many of the episodes were are now two episodes that were pushed into one. They were right. each 45-minute episodes, and that's kind of what these were based on since they were made only one year after the show right. before yeah. these were remastered in the, early, the 2000, yeah. early 2000s or so. There are about eight books in this series that are based on the television show. Uh, there's The Mummy's Curse, Field of Death, Safari Sleuth, The Secret Peace, Trek of Doom, which I know you have, Yeah. Um, Revolution, Race to Danger, and of course Prisoner of War is the very last one, which I find interesting. Right, so keep in mind, the show, as we've mentioned before, originally aired as a 45-minute episodes, and so the book series was based off of this. Now, we'll kind of get into this as we continue on with the show, but there's lots of merchandise, memorabilia, collectibles, all that. And there were actually lots of books and comics made about Indiana Jones. And our goal is considering, we talk about kind of the untold stories of the expanded universe of Indy. The comics and books are really a big part of that, as is the TV show. So today what we're doing is just going to take a look at one of these books. Uh, there, we will potentially go back and look at some of the other ones. Um, there were also some other uh, book series made. Uh, there were original books kind of... Uh, made for younger kids. Uh, there were some choose-your-own-adventure books uh, for any uh, people of the 80s. You may remember those. Um, and so, yeah, there's a variety of different books and comics, and so this is just one of the book adaptations that's really almost, 
identical to the show. I, I know, Max, we were talking about this. Is is really very similar, and there are some similarities and differences that we are going to note today, but uh, this isn't going to be literally necessarily talking about Trenches of Hell. More of kind of, we're going to go through each chapter of this book, which are very small, and kind of do a full breakdown of this. Now, this series was meant for young adults, and before we just get started, I wanted to bring this up. It's This book is 113 pages, and the font size and text size is actually very large, and I know Max and I, we breezed through this in less than two hours. Yeah, I and, mean, I read this in like an hour, like a right. few nights and before so we I recorded was thinking, this. Oh, young adult, you know, early 20s, something like that, because it's usually what young adult is referring to. It kind of depends on the series and publisher, but, you know, I, I found this, and I said, oh, this thing is 100 pages, so... I'm really debating whether this is young adult. I think it's young adult because of the content. But well, then again, the show was made for kids, so well, right, the, it's a little bit confusing. The show may be rated young adult, but I just noticed something. I'm here looking at the book. On the side, it says TV-8. Oh. So maybe the book is rated differently because, as we'll see later in the episode here, we're... There are some minor differences between the show and the book. Yeah. They're not very many, but there are right. definitely a few. The, I would consider the book may, ba basically a in-depth summary of Trenches right. of Hell. That's literally what it is. Right. And also another thing I wanted to mention, I don't know if this is for all of the books, because I haven't read any other ones, but in the beginning here, they have... Uh, a little prologue saying, what is Indiana Jones doing in Germany in 1916? And they basically say he's a German prisoner and why he's here. And then right. it says, catch the whole story on the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, the TV Which show. Which is interesting. So if you look at the back, too, they advertise the show. I think it says something like, as seen in Young Indy, and right. they list the episodes. So the back and that inside cover you were talking about, it's really creatively done. Now, something I wanted to mention. So here... Since both of these, sh since the two parts of Trenches of Hell were aired back to back, I believe. Yes, they were. Um, I think this may only be a one-time thing. Where in the beginning they, they kind of said what he's doing in Germany, right. Germany, because there is a f there's about the first chapter is the only part that actually has some cha some of the first part of the episode. Right. As and, you'll notice. Right. We'll talk about that. And so. What, what I will say is, I don't know if I agree with the whole idea that this is really a young adult series. Yeah. Definitely. However, I mean, it still is very similar to the show. So if you like the show, most likely you like the book. Just know it's a very, very easy read. Oh, yeah. So, you could I easily mean, knock it out in an hour or I two. I mean, you know, right. And Even if you're a slow reader. I mean, if you so. look, if you look, when you're looking for a book, at least for me, I'm looking for something that's, you know, a nice, thick book. You know, it's I'm going to go through it for weeks. I mean, this thing, you know, you can pull out in a second. I don't know if it's necessarily made for adults, but... The idea here is, and we'll start as, I mean, let's get started, shall we, basically. Right. Uh, so, in the beginning here, the first kind of chapter or two is talking about the first half of Trenches of Hell. And then, right. Because, of course, we have Solomon and then Germany. But I was a little bit disappointed in the first two chapters here because I, they really completely went in very minor detail. They skipped over a lot of the chronological events and all this kind of stuff, well, and they basically jumped into the second half, and I don't know if I agree with that. I don't agree with that either. Now, something I wanted to mention that's a little off topic, on the beginning, on the front of the cover, they have a picture of the second, from the second part of Indiana Jones, right? right? So they're kind of advertising the show by a picture, and they also have a quote that I like. Oh, it yeah. says, others have tried and died. Can Indiana Jones, can, well, it says, can India escape? The young Indiana Jones chronicles 
Prisoner of War. Right, which is really great. And kind of leaving you on the edge of your chair. Now, right. you never judge a book by its cover, but it's kind of like enticing the reader to come and read this intricate novel. Right. Now, it's not a very intricate novel, but right. here's my question for you. Would you consider this book a novel, or would you consider it a short chapter book? Um, I'm not really sure. I don't know if I would go to the extent to say it a novel. I mean, Maybe a it, it is short. Novel. Um, yeah, something like that. But, I mean, the, the interesting thing is, too, is it's so short... And I mentioned this at the beginning here. They really did not go in much depth about the first part here. And I want to talk about this because you mentioned on the cover of this book, we see Indian Emil. Right. Which is kind of in the transition slash more second part of the episode. Right. It's right when they're and, uh, trying to hide from the Germans after... Right. And so the escaping. first two chapters here really did not go in that much depth. Actually, if you notice the first couple pages is a little bit of background, right, on what's going on, where is Indy, where is Remy. And actually, one thing I wanted to mention is he actually brings up something. He The the, the author is, of course, adapting the show. So with that, you have to consider that he's making up uh, more dialogue. That's the first thing you need to consider. Right. There's a lot more dialogue. Some dialogue is not there, and some dialogue is added. Right. Right. And the other thing you need to consider as well is his word choice. Obviously, since this isn't on screen, he's got to be very descriptive in his word choice, give a lot of imagery. And the third thing you need to consider as well is that the characters themselves are kind of portrayed a little bit differently. Obviously, we're not really seeing this from Indy's perspective this time. It's more from kind of a narrator's perspective. And so he brings up, which is interesting, that Indy met Remy in Spring Break Adventure during Pontrivia's Mexican Revolution. He mentions how he changed his name from Henry Jones to Henri de France in Love Sweet Song when he was in London. And I thought that was interesting that they actually brought up those two episodes. I thought it was very interesting that they did that. And one of the things that I thought was interesting just going into these first two chapters here is they just didn't give us, I feel like, enough of this first half. And you said that the cover, of course, is really the second half. I'm curious as to why they just didn't even include... The first half in general, because then you would have just had the book with the second half, which I think would have been better, rather than just kind of glossing over a lot of important information in one of the more heavy episodes. Yeah, I definitely agree, because, you know, they really, they don't, chapters one and two kind of have a little bit of the first part, but right. it's really, maybe I would say the last ten minutes of the first part at most. It's right, very brief, and like, chapter one and two are fairly short chapters compared to the, some of the other chapters, Right. right? And, of course, they give the background on kind of what India is doing in the war and what is actually going on. However, what you need to consider is that they start with the flames part. When the Germans are coming and, you know, they have the flamethrowers and stuff. Right. That's They start with that, which is interesting. I mean, you had that I mean, entire section with Lieutenant Moreau coming and all of that. And, I, I mean, I guess this is being, you know, obviously very judgmental of the book, but... I just didn't really like that they skipped over all that, all that, because I thought that would have been inter- I thought that was the most interesting part to hear about from a book perspective, right? Because you have right. Lieutenant Moreau and Indy obviously in the trenches, you know, all the strategic planning they were doing, and I guess the book was more geared toward the second half with him meeting Charles de Gaulle and Dusterstadt and all of this kind of stuff. But what was interesting too is what did you think about the actual book itself? Because obviously seeing something on screen and on book is a lot different. And what I found interesting and what I didn't like that much is just the fact that I feel like it wasn't as detailed as the show. And I was actually expecting the opposite. Yeah, same here. I mean, to be fair, the book is only 113 pages. So right. you can't 
fit a crap ton of information in there, even right. with a small font. But they, you, they again, as we said, they really chose to be brief because they chose a big font and not very many pages. Right. Like, even if it was just 200 pages or something like that, it would have been much more detailed and I think it would have been a bit more interesting. Now, overall, I think the book is a good adaptation. It is, it is. But... Again, also, I it's really only 100 pages because after yeah. Chapter 7, they have about uh, 7 or 8 pages of pictures of scenes. Right, with, which we'll get to as we go on. Right. Now, something I've found about the second half, which is basically this entire book, I could imagine and hear and see in my head every single scene or most Me of the too. scenes. I could. He did do a good job with that. Right. Like, especially when they're battling and in the beginning and when he flashes back to Spring Break Adventure in the first chapter and stuff. Right. I could literally see pretty much all those scenes. Now, as we said, they don't go into depth in the first two chapters here, but, you know, they definitely still do go into enough detail that I could see a few of the scenes that they were trying to make across. They were really trying to summarize the first part of the episode in the first two chapters and then really get into detail in the second for the rest of the exactly. chapters. Exactly, and the, they... Indy and Remy, I feel like, did have a lot more lines in these first couple chapters. Yeah. Especially despite the fact that it didn't include a lot of detail. They actually skipped over the entire tennis scene. They skipped over also the debriefing in the beginning of the episode and the entire first battle with Lieutenant Moreau and the grenades and all that. They skipped over all that. However, we did actually have what was interesting is uh, Indy does have a little bit of an extra scene here that we see in which he reaccounts his when he met the British soldiers. So basically, this is on page 9, by the way, is when Indy and Remy are talking about the leave they just had, and Remy mentions, oh, you know, it only yesterday was I eating, you know, delicious food, and now right. we're back in the trenches. And Indy actually recites the poem, and the author actually put the poem in here word for word, so I'm going to read it. It says, Soldiers are citizens of death's gray land, Drawing no dividends from time's tomorrows. In the great hour of destiny they stand, each with his feuds and jealousies and sorrows. Right. And that was the poem that Indy read right from those two British soldiers. And right. So I like that they included that, though, because, you know, when you're watching the episode, of course, you can't actually kind of, you know, remember word for word what that poem was. Right. And so it was nice to see that here as well, which I thought was interesting. And as we get into chapter two... What I also found was interesting is they did include some background, which was nice. Right. And also, what was interesting, and I don't, I'm not sure if you like this, and I can't really decide if even I like this or not, but it's almost like the author kind of assumed stuff about Indy, because what I actually think would have been an interesting choice, and I'm curious as to whether they would have actually done this, is it would have been cool if they wrote it from a first-person point of view, and it was actually like Indy's diary or something. That I would be. that would have been a lot cooler because that's kind of what I was hoping to see. And I mentioned that I had read another book ad adaptation after seeing the movie first. And that's what I saw from that book. It was at least 300 pages. And it really was looking into the characters more. Yeah, And definitely. I feel like they did the opposite here. And that's just not really what I was expecting. But I feel like he almost kind of assumed stuff about India. And I wasn't a huge fan of all the narration in the, in the entire book. Yeah, I mean, the narration was... I actually thought that without the narration, the book still would have been pretty good because the narration was very, very vague. Yeah. Especially in the second half, which is kind of ironic considering the first half doesn't really have much information. But right, it, I mean, they skip over, like, all these war scenes. Right, which I... In a sense, is not a bad thing, but, right. you know... If it says prisoner of war... That's true. I mean, 
Yeah, I, we get from the title that they're going to focus more on when he's in prison, but right. they could have at least included one more scene. Now, they right. do a little bit. Now, but... they do include a lot of the uh, dialogue with Jacques, which I thought was interesting, and I like that they did that because he's an important character in this yes, episode. Yes, they do. They do include a lot of the dialogue with him, which we really don't hear much of it in the episode, which I actually find interesting. Right. There's a lot more dialogue with Jacques in the book than there actually is in the show. Because, again, him and Indy don't really like each other throughout the entire, basically, episode that we right. watch. Now, some I'm skipping ahead just a tad here. In the beginning, chapter two, in the in the beginning of the book, more specifically at the end of chapter two, Jock dies, right? Right. And he calls Indy his friend, which we never see in the episode. Right, it was almost kind of like, well, if you notice, in the episode, he doesn't say friend at the end, but he was about to. And they preluded that in this kind of book here, but we don't really know if he was being sarcastic or not about it. Right. Which is interesting, but they did include that, which I thought was interesting. And going off of that ending from chapter two, that leads right into chapter three, which was when Indy finds a meal. Right. And this... I actually thought was basically word for word everything that happened in the show. I did not oh. really find any differences in this chapter. No. It was basically the same thing. Indy and Emil obviously have the French uniforms, right? Well, I did find one difference. Can I mention it? Do you sure, mind? yeah, yeah. Um, Emil was saying that they had marched to the prisoner of war pen. Oh, yes, they the did. the name prisoner of war. Right, they did. And sometimes they were Which, abbreviated POW camps. Right. But I like how they put it prisoner of war. Oh, yeah, POW camps. Right, right now, okay, now I get it. I didn't get that until just now. I'm wow. Dumb. I'm really <laughs> uh, dumb. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, prisoner of war, which I thought was interesting that they kind of alluded to that as well throughout this chapter. Right. And Because I mean, they don't allude to POW camps or prisoner of war camps Right. Really at all. They just say, oh, well, we're going to the prison or we're going to the, right. the you know, work camp or whatever they call exactly. it in the episode. Here they call it prisoner of war camps. I'm going to guess that's where the name came from, right. most likely. And, you know, that's what's interesting, too. And we also, I like how they included word for word the dialogue. And actually... Oh, yeah. What, word for word. Right. Now, what's interesting, too, about the dialogue, and we'll bring this up as we go through the chapters, but this was noticed very early on in the book, at least in my opinion is they either had word for word, they missed a few words, which for me being someone who notices every little detail in these shows, right. literally got on my nerves. They literally forgot like one word in some of these dialogue scenes. Or the third thing that they did is they added a bunch of new dialogue that we had never seen before. Which, so it was interesting why they decided to do a combination And it was scattered just throughout the book randomly. Like, right. some chapters would be word for word, some chapters would have a few words, then narr- then just a long string of narration that made no sense, by right. the way. Yeah. The narration is literally stupid. If they had taken out the narration or done a better version of the narration... I mean, obviously you need narration in the book, but the thing is... We look at... The, the thing I think that it was disappointing for me, and, and, you know, I feel like we're kind of just saying all negative things about this book. This book definitely was good. Oh, yes, it's definitely good. What, what, what I think I'm trying to get across here, and I think this is what you're trying to get across as well, Max, is that I think this just kind of did not exceed or meet expectations, really. And that's what I think the big takeaway from this was, is it just didn't meet or exceed expectations. Right. I think, you know, and... It I really... mean, you look at Chapter 3, it goes by in two seconds. Like, now we move on to Chapter 4, right? And... Speaking of that dialogue, I like how they did include that one line, at least it's not Dusterstadt. Right? right? That was Emil taken says that after from the episode. Yeah, after they've escaped and the Germans, you know, have are like, oh, well, we caught you. Bye-bye. And, oh, one thing I forgot to mention in Chapter 3. They don't exactly... I can't remember if they mentioned this in the episode or not, but... 
they say that they have do- do- dove into a, another, or basically trench that's been dug in. Oh, like the big crater there. Yes, a big crater. And they find that other German soldiers have taken hostage there, or not hostage, shelter there, right? Yeah. And they all are pointing the guns at Indy. I don't remember that. I feel like the Germans came from the top. No, and they were in there. They were in If you the remember, tr- they went into the crater, and then the German soldiers themselves were already there, and Indian Emil turned around, and, and like, they noticed they were there. Right, and right. then the Germans are like, oh, thanks for giving us two free prisoners back, right. you know? Right, I mean, literally, yeah. And so that's kind of where we get to in Chapter 4. Uh, and then they go right to the first camp, where they see Benny with the ball. Right. And this is also very similar to that scene, right? Uh, where, you know, Indy steps forward and says he was playing catch, of course. Uh, we see some similars. Indy and Emil kind of see what's going on. Uh, they go back to, uh, with Benny, and they see the actual tunnel itself and all that. And that um, moves... However, that has a huge change in dialogue. Yes, it does. Like with all of the uh, other soldiers and people back at where they're actually staying. When Benny brings them, all that dialogue is a lot different. It's a lot different. I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't notice it. It didn't really deprecate what was trying to get conveyed across. I got, right. I mean, I could you still, still got the same message. You still got the same message and I could still imagine the scene, but the dialogue was different. Like they said a few different things. This is one of those chapters where they didn't change all of it, but they changed a few, uh, quite a few like right. lines, which is interesting too. And then they start to dig the, dig the tunnel, of course. And as we move into chapter five, I like how they did have the quotes at the beginning though. Right. <clears throat> uh, the quote you heard today, you know, this is insanity. Well, that's what they say about every great idea. Right. First, right. When they're digging the tunnel. And this scene was almost exactly the same. And what I did like about this is this scene did feel like it was kind of elaborating just a little bit more on that trench tunnel scene that we saw. Right. Um, when they were actually digging the tunnel out of the camp itself. So I did like that. And so that was kind of nice. Um, and then we also see when Captain Hines comes back right. in and, you know, when he says Benny looks uncomfortable, that's right. also very similar as well um, when he makes that comment to Hines. So most of this was similar, I thought, but the differences and the changes were nice as well, and I did like that. Right, and, you know, here the dialogue is actually very similar. Like, it's like, he's like, good evening, Captain Hines. Right. He, which he says in the thing, and yeah. it's like, you look uncomfortable, Benny. Um, and... As we see here, you know, Benny sacrifices himself again, just like in the show, for the rest of the troops or whoever else is going to escape. Now, something I did find that is a little different is they kind of say that he struck right back, which doesn't actually happen in the show. He waits until... um, Captain Hines walks, starts walking towards exactly, the soldiers, yeah. then goes over and strikes him. Right. Um, but this, no, it was slap, slap. Right. Right done in there. And then as we transition, actually, of course, we see uh, when they actually escape and Indy leaves, thinks it's Emil, and of course it's actually the guard, and gets taken back into camp. And that leads into Chapter 6, which has a few differences that I really want to talk about. Yes. Because this was very Definitely. different and... I don't know why they changed this a little bit. So, first thing I noticed, it was mentioned that we're going back to Heinz's office. We don't see that in the show. No. Heinz was actually the one who dunked him in the water to wake him up from being unconscious. Right, which we also don't see in the book. It was right. the, it, it was the It was some sort of just guard or whatever at right. the camp. It wasn't and it also, was Captain Heinz himself. Also something different they mention here is that it's hot water and not just regular water. Right. It's hot water and then, as you said, once we're in Captain Hines' office, it's like, 
I, I am so sorry, but I do not have the pleasure of choosing your punishment. Yeah, and that's not a quote in there. That's also not a and quote. And also, if you notice, the guy who is actually giving out the orders and the punishments, it is said he has a monocle and patch, which he did uh, not in the episode. No. He and didn't have also, a monocle or a patch. He and just also, had some glasses. if you notice, it also mentioned that everyone came back except for Emil. That is also incorrect. If you remember, there was Captain Benny and there was that other captain. He had a, uh, I think he had short hair and a white mustache. I don't, I forgot his name from the episode. Yeah, but I don't remember. He was not there in the episode. He actually escaped, I believe, or he was sent somewhere else. Here, he actually has dialogue in this scene, which is right. interesting. And I was like, uh, that never happened. And so that was interesting. And so, yeah, and of course we uh, see, you know, the same scene with uh, Lieutenant, uh, with one of the lieutenants, and of course he gets 30 days, then 60 days, then 90 days, right? Then Dusterstadt. Right, with, says all the comments, Indy. and then Indy gets Dusterstadt, of course, and, you know, he, of course he says, you know, I'm not Lieutenant Blanc, you know, that was similar. And he's, and, I'm Casa Wilhelm, don't insult right. my intelligence. It, it's the exact same quote, it's like, right, you're Captain Henry de France, and, <laughs> I, and I'm yeah, Castle right. Kaiser Wilhelm, don't insult my intelligence, it's and all like, stuff. So, so that was the same. And also, a little bit of a change in chapter six. They walked down a hall from Captain Hines's office. Right. Which we well, I don't remember that. One, we never see Captain Hines's office. Two, I don't even know if Captain Hines had an office in the episode. Well, right. Well, or if either we ever... way, they just added some things in there. Which I think, personally, I like it a little bit better because it's we think, oh, this could be completely different. Captain Hines is giving out it. I thought, actually, when I was reading this before I had heard they were walking down to the hall, I wrote down, you know, oh, I had, you know, made a mental note, oh, this is when they're dealing out the punishments, because right. I had forgot that Captain Hines was not the one who dished out the punishments. Exactly, it was which is the interesting. Captain, or I think it was actually... I think one of the majors or commanders or someone. Majors, was, that's who it was. Someone. And then this transitions into chapter commanders. seven, yes. when we see Dusserstadt when he's going down the River Danube, and we see, you know, of course, the whole thing. And this is also very similar. Indy is already thinking how to get out, of course. Uh, it's similar to the scene in Young Indy. And we also see when he, of course, meets, uh, you know, some of the guards, and he also meets the man who tells him, you know, you cannot escape from this. There's granite on the bottom. If you're a German spy, right. we will capture you. If, you know, all that sort of stuff. So that's all very th the same. And then Speaking right after chapter 7 is when we see those pictures that you mentioned, Max, which is very interesting. So in this book itself, in the middle of the book, you'll notice that there's actually black and white pictures of the scenes in Young Indy, which was an interesting choice to include actual shots and footage from the show. So I'll actually read them aloud here. So the first book, uh, there's some captions. So it says, Jacques threatens his comrades and his dangerous attitude gets him in trouble. And so here we see a scene of Jacques. Of course, he has a scar and a bunch of soldiers here. And then the next picture here, uh, we see Emil on the left and Indy struggle to survive German fire. And this is when actually they just escape, if you notice, which is interesting. And then on the bottom here, we have this long horizontal picture. This after their company is almost wiped out, Emil and Indy are captured by Germans. And this was at that first prison here. Right, which is basically where we started off the book, which I right, find basically. interesting. They included more pictures than actually were in the book, which right. and so in, seems and interesting. Then, right, and then we go here, and then German uh, survey the Gr Grim prison camp from above, while below guards with dogs patrol the barbed wire fences. We see that here. 
And then hoping for an underground escape, Emile help digs a tunnel, but Bordenay is discouraged. And this is when they're digging the tunnel. Right. So these pictures are just from the episode in here. The captured prisoners listen to their punishments for trying to escape. So these are all real authentic pictures. And right. we also see uh, the ones from later as well. There's a few others in there, but... I like the black and white pictures in there. I gave it that authenticity. So do I. Now, something you forgot to mention in Chapter 7 is, speaking of German spies, as you were saying, like, if you were trying to pose as a German, you know, soldier trying to get out, you're going to be shot, right? Yeah, right. Which, they actually say captured here, not shot. But right. that's not the point. They they are coming in, and Charles de Gaulle as, thinks that he is a, posing as a German spy. Posing right, as, like as a, we see in the episode. As a French. And then he's like... Hmm. He's not a German spy. He's like, and he's asking him questions about right. friends. And something I loved, which is just the narration of the book, it says, Indy ransacked his memory about France. <laughs> and I couldn't help but laughing. I'm like, why did they choose the word ransack instead of, like, literally, recalled like, or any uh, other synonym <laughs> to ransack? I remember literally when we were reading this book for the podcast recording this week, I remember I getting a call from you a few days before and I was like, uh, Max, is everything all right? And you were like, okay, I'm reading the Prisoner of War book, and I could not stop laughing. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, at the end of Chapter 7, you got to listen to this quote. And he ransacked his memory. <laughs> I couldn't stop Like, this laughing. is so bad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Pardon and, me. And that I just, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, it's it's hard to actually really replicate exactly what's going on in the show because it's it's hard to right. put dialogue but I mean that was just an easy giveaway by this point well, like, because he recalls his memory like he <laughs> ransacked his memory because ransack usually means like trying to look for something as right. well making a mess but right. no which is interesting case, right you know that but, was hilarious I thought that was hilarious yeah. so I'm glad you brought that up I forgot about that and that actually leads into chapter 8 of course the mail scene with Charles de Gaulle now I mean, there is this section which is not included in the show, in which Indy tries to recall what's actually happening with the Boston Red Sox. If you right. notice, he tries to think about what's happening during the baseball season. And then, if you remember, uh, uh, when he's actually throwing the ball, we actually get to uh, see the doctor who talks really fast in the episode. Now, as you guys remember from the review, right. I mentioned that the doctor was, was one, one of my, my favorite, favorite characters. characters. But what I didn't like is that... He was, in, was, he was in the book, so, you know, he couldn't talk. Obviously, it was hard for me to hear him talk as fast. Right. Which was, you know, kind of a disappointment because, you know, it was funny that he talked so fast. On but, the bright side, you got to actually understand what he was saying. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> right, he had the dialogue in there. I thought that was hilarious. Like, now you could actually realize what you're saying. And, well, but um, I actually noticed something. He yeah. A lot of his lines are actually changed. I went back and watched this specific scene Did from the episode. Really? Wow. He... Chain, uh, one of the one for starters, his name is a little bit different in this book than it is in the episode. Now I don't r recall his exact name, but it is. Right. It, I think either his last name or first name is a bit different than it is in the episode. I can't remember. Yeah, you um, might be right though. I don't actually. I, now that I think about it, does he ever actually say his name in the episode? I think he does, but he's talking so fast you can't hear a thing. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, you know and. They don't even mention anything about him talking fast or anything in the book, which I feel like really deprecated his character. Like, they, he just appears as a normal character, and as I said, you know, he's not as funny in the book. He right, really isn't. I mean, he's kind of a normal thing. thing. And actually, he, when we see the Doctor, he mentions, you know, you should play cricket. 
And immediately, that rang a bell, if you remember, back in Journey of Radiance, Chapter 5 of Young Indy, and he does learn how to play cricket. Right, he's like, right? what are you playing? Baseball. What the heck is right, baseball? Right, right, and that's, it's you know, cricket, and, you right, know? And, and Seymour's like, oh, learned how to play cricket? Looks like your afternoon wasn't a waste after all. Right! <laughs> and so, if which you remember... Which was actually a quote from that episode. Right, exactly, and so, if you remember, which I thought was interesting, they brought that up, you know, oh, you could play cricket, and he's like, no, baseball, baseball, which is, you know, I, potentially a little bit of a throwback to Journey of Radiance as right. well. And so, of course, uh, they mention uh, a lot of these scenes in which Indy talks with Charles de Gaulle. And what was interesting is they really went in more depth to Charles de Gaulle. Now, in the show, you can't just start reading a history textbook about Charles de Gaulle. Uh, no! <laughs> <laughs> but what was interesting is they did bring up a little bit more about Charles de Gaulle in the book adaptation, which I like, actually. Right. They kind of talked about his, you know... Stuff as a general, the dialogue was when I was mentioning earlier that the dialogue has changed. This is the big part in which the dialogue changed, and we actually had a lot more of Indy learning who Charles de Gaulle actually was because he was a very significant person in French history. And for people watching the show who didn't know him, I mean, it kind of took a little bit of your own prior knowledge to kind of piece together what was going on. Right, and you know, at the ch after tender eight chapter 8 with Charles de Gaulle and Indy and you know they're like trying to figure out how to plan to escape Duchestadt which is the inescapable prison as we know right um they're at the end they're about to figure out how to escape and then we lead into chapter 9 which is a complete departure, and we rarely see actually Charles de Gaulle in Chapter Nine. Actually, I don't know if we see him at all. Right, because this is in the, the scene in which Indy's trying to escape with the Russians. Right, and he, you know, he sees the rope, and he's like, "But something I noticed that's different." Yes. They don't really refer to Indy as a cowboy. They do, I think, once. Kind of, yeah. But they don't refer to Speaking as a lasso that, or just, da 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 da. You this know, just came to mind. Two things I wanted to mention. First, you'll notice this is not Henry Jones. Or Indiana Jones. It's Indy is how he's referred to in the book, which is interesting because we think of Indy as his nickname, right? Right. And you'd think in a book he was at least sort of, you, his name was actually said Indiana Jones, you know. It's it's Indy, which I thought was interesting. I didn't expect them to call him Indy in the book. Now, to be fair, in the movies, the women call him Indy. Right, or, I mean, was... everyone calls him Indy by this point. So I guess, you know, it's not much of a surprise. I just find it interesting well, uh... that... From the narration side of it, he was also called Indy, not who, Indiana Jones. What, did someone who was on the crew of the um, uh, show write the book, or was it someone else? Because this was someone else. I don't think maybe he, it was a fan of the show who wrote the book, and that's why they called him Indy or something. You I know? think something like that. I'm not sure. I, I think I can't remember who wrote this book or if they actually had any part in the show itself. But what was interesting, though, speaking of fans of the show and references. They had a reference to Last Crusade in here. Where? And what was, Actually, on I page this. 71, I wrote this down, and this is t about the part you were talking about, is this is when, you know, uh, they mentioned, can you actually uh, rope the lasso, right? And Indy says, well, I suppose if I had to. And then here, the narrator says something. It says, actually, he had done some lassoing on a summer ranch job in Utah. Oh, I missed that. And I almost missed it, too. I literally almost grazed right over it. And so the reason that caught my eye, one, uh, we, first of all, Indy is 12 years old or 13 years old, somewhere in that general range, 12, right. 13, 14, in the Young Indy prologue from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Which we've talked about before. But right, you which know. we talked about in the podcast. When he actually grabbed, that was the first time he grabbed the whip, right? To tame the lion, right? Mm-hmm. So if he did practice with a whip, or a lasso, that's implying that he most likely used the whip first at some point. 
And it says a summer ranch job in Utah, implying that this happened in between chapter 5 and 6 of the Young Indy Chronicles when Indy lived in Utah with his father, which is something we have never heard about now. Well, actually, we I did mention that in that episode. I mentioned how he was able to just run from Utah back to home. Right, And it exactly. was very similar. And now, I guess all... this basically gives us gives it away that Indy lived in Utah, so he wasn't really that far from home. Right, which is interesting. And we've talked about this as well as how, obviously, since they made Young Indy after Last Crusade, you go back and watch that prologue section, Oh, God Almighty, is there a lot of things that are obviously plot holes that have opened up here. But right. We can, but, talk you know. all, we can talk all day about him living in Utah. But what was interesting is that he even mentioned hey, that. Good episode idea. But, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, the fact that this author mentioned that, right? Like, that's such a small thing to add, right? Right. But that is a hint to, I think, Last Crusade. And I, it's interesting how the author mentioned that. Speaking of lassoing and job, chapter 10. Right, as we which, kind of transition here. Now... Something I really didn't like about Chapter 10, as we see, Indy does two tries in this, and he does right. two tries in the... Um, to actually get it onto the uh, top of the tower. Right. Something I really... Two things I didn't like. One, they don't... Something that's different, not something I don't like. The first try, it drops down, and there's Germans walking below. They don't mention that at all. The Germans are not walking ah. below. They're only walking on the side as they're crossing the rope. Right. They basically, they almost don't mention the first try. They're like, Indy misses. And then they move right on. Right. And then they that was big that he missed that the first time. Right. Now, Indy, he makes it the second time. And actually, he warns them. This time, he warns them against going at the same time on the rope, because they're like, I have an idea, we'll go at the same time, so we're not... Which he did do in the episode, but if you remember, he's when like, he's, he's actually a... has the rope, if you remember, this doesn't happen in the episode, actually, I wrote this down, is they almost had like a little bit of a mini-debate. Right. The two brothers, and that doesn't happen in the episode, right? And he's no. like, guys, stop fighting. It right. doesn't happen as significantly as it does in the book. Now, another thing I want to mention, Indy doesn't actually... I wouldn't consider him warning the brothers in the episode. Right. He's like, guys, I don't think that's a good idea. Here they actually warns him. He's like, guys, you shouldn't do that. The rope might break. And he's like, and then another thing that was similar, he's like, um, you know, I made this with my own hands. It's definitely sturdy enough to hold the bulb right. with us. If it wasn't, it, I wouldn't have made it, right? You know? Right. And at the end of chapter 10 is really a cliffhanger. If they had ended it here, I would have been mad. Now, luckily, <laughs> we have two more chapters after right. this. Right. Because it's, they basically, they end it with the Russians plummeting and Indy is almost caught, right? The light shines up to Indy, which actually right. does not happen in the episode. They just shine a flashlight. Here they say they, fl they flashed a big searchlight, which does not actually appear in the episode. So then we move on to chapter 11, where the... Uh, we go back to the major or someone, the person who right. basically was there when Indy and uh, that whoever, was the commander. right, the commander who briefed Indy and whoever else was being transferred to Dusserstadt at the time. At the right original. Right, uh, they briefed him about you cannot escape. Right. Don't try, or we will kill you. Basically, and so this is steal. the exact same scene in the show. Obviously, they bring the Russians out. He's right. Like, this visual aid hopefully should help you. Not escape. Painful lessons is what he says. That is almost identical. Right now, there is a minor difference, and is that the, in the in the um, episode they drag the Russian bodies out in body bags. 
Here they just drag them bare out, which... I think it was the same, actually. You think it, might it have was? Been. What's interesting, too, is sometimes they didn't describe enough in this book. Which, right. you know, you, you talk about some important minor details that you need to mention when trying... I mean, considering there's so much happening on screen, right? That it's important that you make sure you get all those little details going when you don't necessarily have that visual aid on screen. Right. You know, and the visual aid, I think, really helps, because, especially in the book, because the book, you don't have really pictures of anything. But the when they say, here's a visual aid, don't escape, it really, it really helps you, because right. it literally is a visual aid in your mind, and now that... What? is when Charles de Gaulle and Indy realize that's their way out exactly. in a body now, bag. Exactly. something I did want to mention that I did not like is there was a quote in here that they added. So Now, what quote was that? Now, okay, so they're talking about the coffins, right? And so uh, Indy, of course, is saying, you know, sometimes you got to admit the truth. There's the only way out of here is in a coffin. Right. When he says that in the episode, they turn and look at each other. Right. And they say, wait a second, that's the way out. Here they added dialogue, which I think completely ruins the point of this. If you remember, in the actual episode, it says, uh, you, you know, the only way out of here is in a coffin. And they look at each other. Here it says, the Gaul says, could you please repeat that? Sure, Indy said. I said the only way out of here is in a... He stopped, his eyes brightening, and they looked at each other. I don't like that they changed that. That kind no. of ruins the whole point that when mm. Indy said that, Bing, they both had the same idea and turned to look at each other. Here, they changed the dialogue, which I don't even understand why they did that. That annoyed me a little bit. Another thing, one you're talking about as fast as the doctor. Um, <laughs> two, the scene with the doctor is almost too good. And yeah. by that, I mean they actually added a line or two, I think. I think they did. It was very similar. And speaking of that, actually, <laughs> what was interesting is they actually added all of the lines. If you remember, the, doc the doctor talks super fast right. in the show, which is what I love. He's hilarious. And I mentioned this in this and in my review. I love the doctor. So actually, since I actually had the full dialogue written down on paper here, I actually, fun facts about me, I really like doing uh, voice impersonations. And so I actually came up with a bit of an impersonation for the Dr. Max. So I'm going to do this for you and all of you guys listening. So they actually used the quote in the episode. Now, since this is the book, it's written down, so it's really easier. So here's my uh, impression of Dr. Lambert. So Charles de Gaulle says, as head of the infirmary, you know where they are buried. And right. he said... And then the doctor says, in a small graveyard on the edge of the town nearby. Before the war, it was used to bury the poor and the mentally ill. <laughs> well done. I, I don't know how I can do that, but... That's, that's almost precise... <laughs> If you, if you don't believe us, go back and listen to the, in the episode. It's almost yeah. very close. You even I, got the accent down, funny. too. I literally, yeah, I kind of got the accent down. I was really trying to work on that and see how close I could get it. But, uh, yeah, if, if you think you could top that, let us know. We've got a contact page on the website. I'd be curious to hear. And, right, send us a video. Tweet and us it's or interesting. Whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I love that they included included the actual quotes of the doctor saying it because I could just envision what he was saying in, in, in my head. <laughs> ah, that's hilarious. Um, so, and that kind of leads into chapter 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm going to take a break here. Uh, all right. Um, getting a bit more serious here, they copy that the Russian that they're almost caught moving the Russians like right. the guards there but something I found interesting is 
they say that the security office or the guard office is right near where the guard walks out. Right. Which we never see in the episode. We just see a guard walking and patrolling. And then we see the other guard saying, come on, I have more interesting things, which is also a little bit different. We hear another guard say, come on. But here he actually has a bit of a dialogue. He's like, come on, whatever the guard's name is. Right. We have more important things to do. Exactly. So it is a little bit changing here. And then they go into that scene where it's like, no more digging. Well, how are we going to dig the graves, right? They obviously they have the little nail thumbtacks they put on Indy and De Gaulle, and they fit in the coffins. They take them out. Right. Simon and Ian go with them, and they're like, no more digging. And like, we're putting them in the crematorium. And then, of course, Indy bangs on the top of the coffins, and there's actually Charles De Gaulle. He doesn't respond, actually. No. He doesn't respond with anything, and, and he explains how they're going to need to get out of the coffin in that, and that leads perfectly into Chapter 13, which is interesting we actually see an entirely new added part. So in this section here, uh, the drivers of the truck have, have a lot of dialogue. Like we see a little bit of dialogue in the episode, but here there's a lot more of it. And also, the, I'm, I'm actually g- glad they added the dialogue because this is how we find out how Indy and Charles DeGarro managed to escape without the guards noticing. Right. Because the uh, guards decided to stop at a bar on the way. Right. I was like... Excuse me? Why are you stopping at a bar and driving these dead corpses to a crematorium? Now, they explain it because they're like, right. aren't you worried about them escaping? It's like, they're not going anywhere. They're dead, as right. we know. And also, what was interesting, too, is like, they they talk about getting a snack in the way, and there's just all this new dialogue we've never seen. Anyway, it was just a little bit interesting that they added that. Right. I'm not sure the idea behind that, but uh, then that kind of goes into when... They actually put Push. them in, just the, like in the episode. He blows the whistle when all of that kind of, you know, uh, well, grass and stuff falls out. See, here's the thing. Here they mention it's garbage and not fruits and vegetables and Brussels sprouts, which is actually what we and see like, in the episode. And like, you know, kind of this like tumbleweed that they right. put in there, right, which is interesting. And then we see almost the identical scene to the ending. In yes. In which Indy and Charles de Gaulle run down as kind of the sun is rising to that town where the Germans are still. They grab the bikes. The Germans come after him, they split up, and Charles de Gaulle gets caught, and Indy goes off, and they actually kind of gloss over the uh, train scene pretty quickly, Also, they don't actually, we don't actually see Charles de Gaulle get caught here. Right. That's interesting. It's literally the last line. He's like, as Indy rode off, he is certain, he's almost certain Charles got caught. Or I think it was like something like, uh, like he, if, if Charles got caught, you know, it was like... It, you know, he would escape again or something, you know, right. something like that. So they didn't actually show him getting caught by the Germans. But what was interesting, too, is they also kind of lead into the end credits. If you remember, right after he goes to the train, he kind of waves his hands, you know, in kind of uh, whooping joy, in a sense. Right. You know, and they talk about that, too, as well. Kind of the last thing. And, uh, you know, it kind of wraps up with that. And I liked how they added all the way into the end credits there because the last line, like you said, I have the book right here, is that uh, until he was back in the war again, the war from which there was no escape. Right. And that was kind of that last line there. And uh, that kind of concludes the book Prisoner of War. Now, one thing I did want to mention is we actually uh, do have uh, a historical note at the end about Charles de Gaulle. Now, I did write a few things down. I didn't actually read that, which was interesting. I should have because... It's it's a page long. Now, some of it, it's all about stuff in the 40s and 50s, so I I was just referring to the stuff at the beginning. Uh, First of all, Charles didn't actually never escape 
from German captivity in World War One. He didn't. He never did. So which is that's... interesting considering how much of an important French general he was. He never did escape German captivity. Interesting. Now, uh, he tried five times. Oh, so he did try, but he, he never... He tried s- five times. So that is interesting to me that we talk about, oh, he escaped with Charles de Gaulle. That was significant. He almost escaped. You talk about historical fiction, that was a very significant part in, you know, quote-unquote history, obviously, as portrayed here. Oh, you know what? I wonder if that's the reason they had Charles de Gaulle get captured, because that doesn't consider he escaped. He right. tried. Exactly. So that maybe was one of his escape attempts from Duchenstadt or wherever he was actually held exactly. Something in like the that. real world War I. And um, that's interesting, too. And so I just thought that was interesting to kind of have a historical note at the end and... Uh, Overall, that is Prisoner of War. Obviously, uh, hopefully you enjoyed uh, us talking about the book adaptation uh, to Young Indiana Jones. We may talk about one of these books again, but overall, Max, what were your thoughts on this book in general being an adaptation, the similarities, differences, the dialogue, all that? What do you think overall? I don't... Actually, I have one opinion, but it's not really over the entire book. It's over, really, the second part, which I guess is pretty much the entire book by this point. I, I liked it, but I didn't. It was... Yeah. I would say it's mediocre. It's yeah. in the middle. It's it's okay. It's, it's out of an A to F range, I guess, for a grade. It would get a C. It's average. It's not good, but it's also not bad. Like, the good parts about it, it very, it very closely resembles the episode. Yeah. In the bad way, they added a lot of stuff that really... Changed it. Really changed bit. it. Now, some of those things were good change... Others were not so good and kind of, as you said, yeah. like the doctor was not as good. Yeah. Now your doctor impression, by the way, amazing. Oh, thank Round you. of applause, <laughs> you know. Thank you. Um, but, you know, I just, overall, I think it was a good book. How's that? I mean. I think so. And one thing I will say about this is going back to this book, again, we mentioned at the beginning that this was one of an eight book series uh, with the other books This being is on, the eighth of the eighth. Right. Of some of the other episodes. Right. Uh, adapted by Les Martin, by the way, uh, who was the author of this book, ah. uh, 1993. Um, the cover, first of all, is very appealing, right? It's got Indian Emil, Prisoner of War, Young Indy Chronicles. It's got that hook at the beginning, like you mentioned. And the back, by the way, it's really cool. I wanted to mention this. Young Indiana Jones. You've seen him on TV in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Traveling the world as a kid and a teen, encountering some of the best minds and biggest events in history. Now read about him as he tries to slip through the iron grip of his German captors. And it says, based on the television episodes, obviously, the song August 1916 and German August 1916. You know, all that. You said it was adapted by Les Martin, you said? I think, yeah. I, that's how you pronounce his name. I think that's who it was. And, uh, and so th- I thought that was interesting that he included that on the back. And then, of course, it actually has the description on the back. So here's the description. The Germans have Indy right where they want him, locked up. It's World War One. Indy's been captured and marched off to a grim prison camp. He isn't behind the barbed wire long before he's caught trying to tunnel out. The Germans send him to the most dreaded prison of all, Dusterstaff. Oh. The ancient stone fortress is an island towering the swirling waters of the Danube River. No one has ever escaped and lived. Indy's fellow prisoner is Captain Charles de Gaulle, a born leader and brilliant st- strategist. Together, they hatch a daring plan. Will it bring freedom or death? And I like that they had that kind of hook at the beginning and on the back there. Uh, of course, they had the reference to young Indy and then... You know, the cover looks really nice. Uh, they have some other things in the beginning of the book. They actually have a small map at the beginning. Did you notice that? I did not. They have a small map at the beginning. It's not the most nicest oh, map yeah. in the world, but it is a small map. But um, overall, for this being 
a young adult book, I don't know if I would really agree with that. I don't think this was a young adult book necessarily. Um, I think it was definitely an easy read. Like we said, Max, you knocked this out in, you know, 113 pages, you know, right. in an hour. We took some notes on this. It was really easy, but I did think it did not really live up to my expectations. I don't think it really enriched the story. I think it was a nice adaptation. You know, it's called a book adaptation. Speaking but, of book adaptations, I did a little research on Les Martin. Now, he has done other Indiana Jones books besides the book adaptations. He's done a few young Indiana Jones. Uh, for example, one of them is Young Indiana Jones and the Secret City, which is about him in Turkey in 1914. Yes, he did do some other original books, actually, which were not based on the show. That's he, interesting. Yeah, he's mainly known for, like as it says, Trick of Doom here. Uh, which, as you said, you've had. Yeah. Um, he's done a lot of other young indie stuff, indie right. stuff, and, and that's, he's mainly known for book adaptations. Right. So with that, I think this was a good book adaptation. Yeah. It, it did adapt to the book. I just think uh, my expectations were a little higher, I think, based on stuff I previously read. Right. And again, I mean, this thing is not a challenging read at all. It, it's, it's not the thing... I was expecting, you know, oh, you know, I'm going to spend a week or two reading a young indie book. No, 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 no. This was a thing you crack out in a day. Right. If like, you really, you know. It, it, it was so short. I think this was more kind of for teenagers and, you know, maybe young kids or something like that. So not really young adult. But it still was a book adaptation, obviously. I thought the similarities and differences were as controversial as, you know, it might seem. But also very exciting and kind of appealing as well. So Definitely. So they both kind of kind of brought both sides i'm going to agree with you i think it's yeah. a c average there were some good points i think the bad points kind of came in the beginning i think it was good at the end but now, overall i mean trenches of hell being such an important and historically driven episode to have this book adaptation and seeing it from a different perspective was interesting and like i mentioned i think it would have been awesome to see a book kind of written from a first person point of view of indy and his diary but overall i think that kind of concludes prisoner of war and i think it was an interesting book adaptation for sure. Yeah, something quick I wanted to mention before we finish up here is I was expecting more from the book because of what I've read in the comic books, which we have right. reviewed one of before, you know, and yeah. I really felt that it was, you know, interesting comparing, I did a quick comparison in my head to the comic book to the book, and I really think that if they had made this kind of like a comic book, how the comics was, or if it was written by the same person, Yeah. I think this would have been much more detailed than it I is. I think so, yeah. You know, because the comic books are very detailed and really have a lot of that, you know, what do you call it? Detail and illustrations and you can really picture what's going on. Now, obviously right. it has pictures, this doesn't. But yeah. I still think that it's kind of a letdown in comparison to the comic books, which yeah. are not about young Indiana Jones. But, right. you know, I still think that it's, it's, it's different. Yeah, but I'm curious to look at more book adaptations of indie and more original books. And I've also heard there's some original novels for Indiana Jones made in the 1980s. Yes. And I... so there's many other comic books, and we're excited to continue. Basically, our look at the expanded universe of Indiana Jones. Of course, this podcast is really looking kind of at the story of Indiana Jones. Who is this character, and what has he done in his life? So we were excited to continue exploring a new topic in the indie universe every weekend of course make sure to stay up to date every single weekend since we publish an episode then um and we'll be talking more about trenches of hell we're going to be looking at the full score uh to trenches of hell next week we did that for ireland 1916 in london yes. a few weeks ago so stay tuned for that if you're interested in the music and learning more about trenches of hell 
Um, uh, yeah. We're going to have a bit of a special episode after next week's uh, oh, score right. review. Yeah, so special stay episode. tuned if you want to uh, have a bit of a sneak peek into uh, what well, we're going to be doing in the next say. two weeks. Yeah. Right, you know? <laughs> yeah, so um, of course uh, we do an episode every week uh, and we'll be talking about Trenches of Hell yet again next week. Thanks again for joining us and we'll be back with another episode next week as always. Once again, I'm Max. And I'm Will. And until next time, so, so long, Dr. Jones. Jones.